Hey guys, it's Nick. I heard you last week's episode was way too long, so we're going to cut them down to about 20 minutes from here on out. So I just want to talk about the purpose of the Church Hurt podcast real quick, and that is not to church bash or leader bash or anything like that. I want to address issues that are happening in the church that are causing believers and non-believers alike to not want to be Christians. So that way we as Christians can look more like Jesus and love people the way Jesus has called us to love them. Thank you for coming to the Church Hurt Podcast. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, thank you so much for coming to the Church Hurt Podcast YouTube channel and coming to our Spotify to listen to us. I'm so excited that you are here. If this is your first time, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you. Um, If this is your second time coming, again, I appreciate you. Uh, So real quick, just kind of want to explain real quick that we're just changing the structure of the podcast. So instead of it being an hour long, like our first episode was, uh, we're going to cut it to about 20 minutes or less just to really focus in on one specific topic. There are going to be more episodes about that one specific topic instead of it just being one long episode. So in the first episode, we talked a lot about the denomination divide and the the unity that is just really absent because of different denominations. And we're going to be talking about, or we, we also talked about the idea of the that performance mentality and making sure that we're absolutely perfect in everything that we do as Christians and the the pressure that comes with that. So we're going to have more episodes about those specific things. We're going to dive deeper into that and provide solutions for that. Um, so just just want to make sure that these these conversations are very fruitful and actually produce life instead of just bashing. Because this isn't a church bashing podcast or a leadership bashing. That's not what that's not why I created this. That's not why the Lord put this on my heart. Um, so just kind of want to let you guys know that, hey, we're just changing things up a little bit and hopefully it'll be better. So if you are, if if this is your first time here and you have questions, comments, prayer requests, anything like that, shoot us an email at churchhurtpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to love to pray for you. So let's go and dive into today's conversation. So um, over these next few weeks, we're going to be talking about the idea of, so, so I have a theory. My theory is that the reasons why Christians hurt people and why Christians are often offended by people is actually the same reason. And that reason is because they have a lack of identity, that they have a very poor understanding in who God has created them to be and how God has created them. So we're going to go ahead and talk about this. Now, this is something that the Lord really put on my heart and has like very much just been been teaching me and showing me over the last year of who am I? Who does God say that I am? And so kind of want to really, we're just going to expand on this, this, this topic, this thing that I've been learning, because uh, this is something I'm really passionate about. I grew up with such a poor understanding of who God says that I am. Um, I grew up with such a poor understanding of my value and my worth. Just to kind of tell you a little bit about my story, and hopefully you guys are going to learn more about it just as this podcast goes on, is I grew up, not, I never knew my biological dad. I've never met the man. I searched for him for a while, found out he lived 20 minutes away from me, um, and just he never made an effort to go find me. And I, after I learned that, I just I was kind of devastated by that. Um, and so I didn't I didn't reach out to him. So, not not to give you my sob story or anything like that, but me not having my my biological dad in my life really caused me to have a false idea of who I am to have a poor value, uh, idea of the value that God sees in me. And with this, caused me to have a poor vision of the value that God sees in other people. So because of this misunderstanding of how God views me, I had a misunderstanding of how God views other people. 
And so this is one of the things that I really do want to talk about because when we start to understand how God views us, when we start to understand the value that God has placed on us, then we can start to treat people with the same amount of value. And so because of my, my misunderstanding of, of how God views me, not like I said, not only did I treat other people poorly, but I treated myself very poorly as well. Um, there were uh, more than a couple occasions where I had had really contemplated suicide. There were more than a couple occasions where I had tied the noose, where I had put the knife to my wrist, where um, I was I really considered doing it. Um, and it was actually because of one person. There was one person that that comes to mind who who showed me the love of Jesus on a more than uh, more than one occasion, who showed me my value that I was worth that I was worth something. And so because of that person, and he knows who he is, he's an amazing brother in Christ, um, I, I never I never followed through with it. Praise God. Um, because now I have an amazing life. I have a wonderful wife. I've got a little baby on the way. Um, so very exciting times right now. But I praise God that I never followed through with that. And I, I have to ask myself, if I had had a firm understanding of who I was in Jesus, if I had a firm understanding of my identity and how God views me, then then what I've even struggled with that. And I don't know the answer, but what I do know is that now that I have a firm understanding of that, the idea of suicide is not something that even comes close. Um, I still struggle with my self-value from time to time. I still struggle with with my self-worth, but but it's something that I'm very easily, uh, very quickly able to fall back to Scripture and bring Scripture to mind and go, no, this is what God says about me. This is uh, this is how he views me, and this is what I can fall back on because this is the truth. Um, so often we we lie to ourselves, or we allow the enemy to lie to us, or we allow the world to lie to us about who we are, about how we're we're supposed to view ourselves. We lie to ourselves about these things, um, and we allow the world to lie to ourselves. So we want I want to stop the lie. I want to talk about the truth, and I want to talk about how God views us, um, and so. There wasn't really any specific, like there were a lot of messages growing up about um, how God views me, about my my created value and things like that. There were a lot, but also there was a lot of opposition from going to public school, um, from some of the people that I was around just treating me poorly and, and making fun of my image and things like that. So it was kind of this constant battle between what the what the Bible says and what I was being taught in church and versus what the world says. And so the problem that I have, and, and I would never blame anybody for this, but I never really sought it out for myself. I never really sought out what God says about me for myself until I had really started to dive into those suicidal thoughts. And I realized, okay, I need to, I, I need to learn what God says about me. So let's go ahead and talk about this, because as I said, if we start to understand who we are in Christ, then we can start to treat people as they are in Christ. So let's talk about this. The first thing that I want to talk about is your created value, as in your how God created you, your, your physical creation. Now, we see the world says, hey, you need to look like this. You need to look like this. You need to dress like this and be like this and so on and so forth. And we often treat people poorly because they're, they don't look like the way that we think that they should look or of different things. And so 
we that's that's just not Jesus. That's not how Jesus wants us to treat people. That's not how Jesus wants us to act. So I want to kind of talk about how we should be treating people based on their appearance and the mentality of of that as well. Because we should be treating people as God's perfect creation, as something that God uh, formed in such a miraculous, wonderful way, that we are his greatest workmanship. And if we can understand that we are his greatest workmanship, that I am his greatest workmanship, that you are his greatest workmanship, then we can go treat other people as his greatest workmanship, as something that is priceless, that that is just so loved and amazed. And um, this is something that that is really just, I, I love. So, um Really excited to talk about this. So let's go ahead and dive into it about what the scripture says. So if we look at Genesis chapter one, starting with verse 27, so I'm going to go ahead and turn that and I keep forgetting to mark my stuff. So let me go ahead and turn to that real quick. So Genesis chapter one, starting with verse 27, really it's just verse 27. Um, it says, so God created people in his own image. God created them after himself, male and female. He created them. So what this is saying is that God literally said, hey, you know those humans that we're wanting to create? Let's make them look like us. Let's. I want them to look like me. I want them to, to kind of walk like me, to talk like me. I want them to be like me. I want them to have my, my signature upon them. So I want them to look like me. So when God created us, he said, hey, this thing is, is beautiful. It's amazing. It looks like me. It is like we're, we're his children. It's not like we're his children. We are his children. We are created after him. And so when we have this understanding that the people that we look at are in the image of God, then I, I'm not going to go treat God and say, hey, you're ugly. Hey, you should look different. You should dress different and you should have different color skin and all this other stuff. I would never say that to God. So why would I ever say that to a human being? someone who's after God's own image. But often we see Christians do this um, and they may not say directly, hey, you should dress differently or, or look differently or anything like that. I, I very rarely hear Christians say that personally, um, but we still treat people differently. We treat them with prejudice or or just we just treat them differently than the way God would want us to treat them with, this, with, with unconditional love is how we should be treating people. And so when we understand that, that they were created just to look just like God, then we can treat them as this beautiful, wonderful creation. And we also need to understand that while we were in our mother's womb, God was actually there and he was forming us into this beautiful creation. Um, it takes nine, nine and a half. I don't, I don't, it takes nine months. That's, uh, my wife says it's like, it's really 10 months. I have no idea. Um, but it takes about nine months for a child to be formed in their mother's womb and to be ready to be birthed and come out to the world looking like this cute little pink plushy thing. So we're going to look at what Psalms 139. So this is from uh, King David. He he wrote this. He was a uh, king in the Old Testament, if you're unfamiliar. Um, and he says in verse, uh, starting with verse 14, he says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, and how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. So I'm going to go ahead and stop right there. So what David is saying is, hey, you you formed me. You created me in such a 
beautiful way. I am so like the human body is so complex and like you were we were created on purpose. We were put together in such a purposeful way, like in in such a complex way. God's workmanship is so marvelous. You are marvelous. God created you into a marvelous thing. Um, and we have to understand this because when we get this inside of us, not when we just have it as head knowledge, but when it's something that's deep in our hearts that we can walk and we can start to treat other people as this beautiful, marvelous creation. I think about I think about Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci and the things that they created. You would never tell you would never tell Mark, Michelangelo, "Hey, you created the Sistine Trap Chapel wrong. Like you painted it wrong. You should have done this differently." You would never tell him that because what he created there is priceless, is beautiful, it's amazing. You would never tell da Vinci that, "Hey, you should have painted the Last Supper differently." Hey, you should have painted Mona Lisa differently. You would never tell them that um, because they created something that's beautiful and amazing, just like God created something that's beautiful and amazing. And we're a lot more complex than the Sistine Chapel. We're a lot more complex than the Mona Lisa or the Last Supper. We're a lot more complex than those things. And and honestly, we're a lot more uh, beautiful than those things too because we're created in the image of God. So we need to walk like this. We need to treat people like this, that they are created in such a marvelous, wonderful way. Because what happens when we tell somebody, hey, you should, you you, you aren't perfect in your creation, or hey, you aren't um, wonderfully made, or hey, you look weird, or or we make fun of people's appearance, or, or when we start to question our self-value because of the way that we look, what we're telling God is, hey, you messed up in your creation. Hey, you should have done better. Hey, you should have you should have you should have made me different. Are you really going to tell God that he's wrong? Are you really going to tell God that he messed up in creating something? Because if I look at the scripture, it says he didn't mess up. It says that he created us in such a marvelous way. His workmanship is is perfect. So I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to challenge God based on the way he created me because I did it for so long. I did it for so long. And honestly, it's exhausting. It's heartbreaking. It sucks. Because when we start to view ourselves that way, we start to view other people that way, and we're not able to love them the way that God truly wants us to love them. So what I really want to encourage you to do is take a look at what the Bible says. Take a look at what God says about you and how you were created because you were created in such a marvelous, wonderful way. Please don't challenge God on that. Please don't, please don't challenge God on how you were created or how other people were created. I don't have, I don't have the right to question God on how he did something. And so we need to, we need to keep this in mind. Because if I keep this in mind, then I can go anywhere in the world and I can treat people with love. I can treat them with the creator value that they have. I can treat them as something that's special. When we look at something that's beautiful, like a flower or a painting, we're not, we're not harsh with it. We're not rude to it. We're gentle with it. We love it. We, we, we're very gracious towards it. And this is how we should be acting to human beings as well. Now with this, I do want to say, do not be that weird guy in the youth group who is like, hey, beautiful, like hitting on girls and stuff like that and be like, I'm showing them their creator value. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Seriously, don't because that's kind of creepy. But just treat them as Jesus would want them to be treated. Just love them. Show them uh, through acts of kindness that they're like, like do things for them. 
As Christians, we're called to called to work in different ways. We're called to let there be action behind our faith. Now, good works does not get us into heaven, but but faith should produce good works. So that's something to keep in mind there. And we'll we'll kind of talk about that later on too. But but treat people with creator value. Treat them with kindness, treat them with love. And we're gonna talk more about what that's gonna look like over the, the course of this podcast. But guys, God created you in such a beautiful, marvelous way. Do not let the world steal that from you. Please join us next week as we talk about kind of the, the identity side of things as far as like our personalities and how God views us as sons and daughters in Christ. So really, really excited about that. Before I hop out of here, I just want to uh, kind of, I guess some housekeeping stuff is the right word. Um, so again, if you have any questions, comments, or anything like that, please email us at churchhurtpodcast at gmail.com. I love to connect with you. Um, and please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's super exciting. I'm hoping to build this, add more stuff here. Just add more resources to people for people to know and understand um, how Jesus views them and, and hopefully just really just want to change the world for God. So really excited about that stuff. Um, again, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. So this is Church Hurt. I'll see you next week. Hey, if you're a Christian and you want to take your relationship with God to the next level, be sure to check out the Faith Growth Initiative. This is something me and a couple other guys that has started. Um, it's a 12-month online discipleship program that is designed to teach you who you are in Christ, who God is, and what He has called you to do. If this is something that you're interested in, please check it out. Link is in the description below. We are very, very excited about what God is doing, and we want to help raise up a generation of people who are furthering the kingdom of God. So be be sure to check that out.